the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's Friday night. Ooh, ciao. <laughs> I could not. Ooh, it's Friday night. So nice. We going to say it twice. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show Friday Night Edition. I, I got to quickly say before I forget because I'm not a basketball girl. Uh, good luck to San Diego State tonight. The Aztecs are playing uh, Bama tonight in the Sweet 16. I'm assuming that means there's 16 teams left I, or 16 games. I don't know. Um, I, one of my besties uh, went to San Diego State Cafe. Michelle, if you're listening, good luck to you tonight, girl. And in Enjoy the game. Hopefully, it'll come out well for you. Um, that's all I'm going to say on it because I will forget about this game in about five minutes. But anyway, good luck to San Diego out there. Um, I would have worn red, um, but I forgot all about it till I just saw it on the TWE. All right. Um, before we go any further, got to bring in my brother. He's not DJ Potato Skins tonight. No, tonight he's DJ uh, Double Shot because I picked him up. He wanted me to pick him up a coffee on his uh, on my way in tonight and he ordered <laughs> he actually ordered a double espresso tonight it's like six o'clock i i mean i'm a hardcore coffee drinker um but i don't know too many people that could be drinking them a double espresso this late in the evening and still get any sleep he's already answering the phones our call in number is 888-344-1170 888-344-1170 see dj double shot you needed that double shot phones are already ready Ringing. Phones are already ringing. I got to stay alert and ready to go. And uh, it's two hours. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We do. And um, most everything is brought to you tonight by DJ Double Shot. He needed the double shot because I've got a personal project I've been handling that last couple days. And so all of the pre-show production has been on his shoulders. And thank you. Shout out to you. You are you are a nominee for Hero of the Week for well, me, my man. thank you very much. You earned that double shot coffee tonight. Uh, we do Hero of the week and stink of the week tonight i put it out on the socials today for your nominees for here some week. good heroes i know in fact somebody um i can't remember who it was because i just saw the name i didn't see who commented oh uh michelle walker said monday's early nomination that was when we played the fauci clips yep right remember that young man he was so fierce he was so articulate and a this a low income minority voter, and they just expected to show up on his door and a doorstep and have him be stupid, okay? And he just showed uh, the left and the Democrats how smart every uh, American can be, regardless of age, gender, economic status, neighborhood they're from. And this man was so smart and so articulate, he ran Fauci off down the street, 
Okay, so that is a good early nomination for Here of the Week. Um, but you guys can weigh in, 888-344-1170. We've got uh, Friday Means Bob Walters. He will be here with his education segment and good news. And we actually have good news uh, to share with you guys from Congress about uh, the education uh, situation. So he's going to be here. Later on tonight, we've actually got a local hero. We've actually got a pastor who's going to be with us who is going to be here to talk about... Um, uh, 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 how do I say it? Because um, I, I, I'm in a good mood. I've been critical of many institution leaders in um, faith-based institutions at different churches and denominations around the country for not stepping up, not stepping up during COVID, not stepping up for us culturally as a nation because they're too interested in becoming a mega church. We actually have a local pastor who's going to be here who's got a record of fighting for us. And hopefully this is going to be an inspiration for other Christians and Christian leaders out there to speak up, okay, and speak up for biblical truth. So you're going to want to stay tuned and listen to the whole show tonight. Email me at andreakshow.com. Again, the number is 888-344-1170. Okay, so before the show, I want to give a little update on Indictment Watch. Um, The week closed out with no indictment of President Trump. And now the the left is trying to sway this and and, uh, pretend that this was a a non-story trumped up by Trump and that he faked it and he was never facing arrest. That's the words. Those are the words of of people that are having to backpedal because their indictment's falling apart. Do you agree? I agree 100%. I also think that they were seeing so much of the pushback that they realized President Trump was going to get more support from this than they realized. Yeah, in fact, poll numbers are out, and um, there's varying polls that have, that have come out uh, about the situation um, in terms of Rasmussen. Rasmussen had a poll out today, and it was varying. Uh, it was varying categories: Trump versus Biden, Trump versus Harris, DeSantis versus Biden, DeSantis versus Harris, and it was Trump, right? Um, in fact, there was an, also a new poll out today that said that 72% of Americans think a potential indictment of Donald Trump would help him um, or not affect his campaign. And this was from Trafalgar Group. And let me remind you guys, Trafalgar, going back to 2016, every poll said that Hillary Clinton had, I knew it was like, an, like basically that Trump didn't have a chance of winning. The only one that was accurate that had Trump winning was Trafalgar. And so they're saying, uh, so according to them, 72% of, of Americans think a potential indictment would help President Trump. I think that's, I think it's as much this as the fact that uh, Costello, uh, Michael Cohen's attorney, went before them and spilled the beans in front of the grand jury as to uh, how fraudulent this, this whole case was. And I think they're trying to regroup. Do I think that they will indict Trump at some point? Yes. Absolutely. I think they're now I think what they're trying to do is buy themselves some time. They know that uh, the attention- so I'll ask you this. Yeah. Uh, I, I semi disagree. Maybe you can shed some light. I think at, no matter what point they happen to to try and pull this off, they're going to get a lot of uh, backlash from people that are still supporting Trump throughout all of this. And I think it just makes them look bad. And I don't know if they're going to do it. Well, I think they're going to indict him, but not out, not on this case and not out of New York. Okay, gotcha. I think it's I think it's likely to be Georgia. 
And because remember Van Jones, remember that clip yep. you pulled from Van Jones earlier in the week? He was like, you should have gone to Georgia first, should have gone to Georgia first um, for a variety of reasons. Um, number one, one of the reasons why they think it's going to, you know, Americans think it would help Trump is because on what the case is about. You've got a situation to where everybody already knew about Stor- Stormy Daniels and the allegations. Nothing going, new. And, and there's nothing new here and nobody cared about it. It's um, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with anything. But if they can if they can indict him around Georgia and the elections. They can tie that. They can tie that to Jan six. They and what was Jan six about? It was about Congress trying to cover up the federal government, trying to cover up the election crime, and then declare because this was an infiltration. And if you don't believe me, we don't have time to get into it tonight. Go over to Twitter, follow Julie Kelly. If I have to come in and record an interview with Julie Kelly, I will. By the time my show airs live. She's great. She's amazing. By the time my show airs live, Sister Friend has been doing media all day and writing and listening to every uh, minute she can over what's happening. The Proud Boys uh, trials are taking place right now. And so uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time, and she's a mom. It's just too late for her to come on my show. Every once in a while, she'll do Hannity, but she records those segments, by the way, earlier in the day. So um, we know, and, and the latest thing that she's reporting on is the, of another FBI informant as a part of the Jan, uh, of the Proud Boys Jan 6. So I think they're going to do everything they can to try to get an indictment out of the Georgia case. Makes sense. Then they can tie, then they, because they think they've got better grounds there, then they can tie it to Jan 6. It's not involving something that, that's already out in 2016 people didn't care about. Um Hakeem Jeffries, who we played some of his clips last night with, you know, his push for the LBGTQ nonsense in the face of the Parental Rights Act. Other comments he made, we're going to play a little bit later. Here he is today saying that Trump's going to get somebody killed with his reckless rhetoric surrounding a potential indictment. Clip two. In uh, one of his late night truth social missives last night. The former president said there would be a potential for, quote, death and destruction should Alvin Bragg choose to charge him in his investigation. What's your response to that? Well, the twice impeached former president's rhetoric uh, is reckless, reprehensible, and irresponsible. It's dangerous, and if he keeps it up, he's going to get someone killed. We've already seen the consequences of incitement from the former president. He is principally responsible for inciting the violent insurrection that happened on January 6th, but clearly he has not learned his lesson. It's also very unfortunate that the extreme MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives continue to back President Trump and his reckless and his violent and his hateful and his disgusting rhetoric. What's really unfortunate is that the Republicans in the House of Representatives and the Senate allow this kind of false narrative, these kind of lies and propaganda to continue to be spewed about President Trump. Who has been inciting violence? Who's responsible for for a, a countrywide display of of burning down buildings, destroying neighborhoods, 20 something cops being killed, citizens being attacked violently and murdered that, from Black Lives Matter and Antifa. And what did they get? And, and what was the result of that? They got streets painted with their names on it and they were given a Juneteenth holiday. They were rewarded for their violence. 
Donald J. Trump did not incite violence of anybody on January 6th or since. And shame on the Republicans for allowing that kind of falsehood to be spread. They're the, and by, because by allowing this to be spread, they're emboldening the Black Lives Matter and the Antifa crowd. They continue to reward them. MAGA's not responsible for any... It, 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 who died on January 6th? Ashley Babbitt at the hands of a, of a black cop he ki- who, who killed an unarmed white woman for, for, at practically point-blank range for no reason. And the only other person who died that day was beat on and, and likely killed by the Capitol Police, Ms. Boyland. In fact, there was, there was so little physical violence on anybody, Don. I mean, what, what was the violence that happened on the part of anybody there supposedly related to MAGA? What was the violence That's, that a window was smashed in compared to Black Lives Matter and Antifa? And I'm sick and tired of them being able to call Trump a twice impeached president. The Republican Party should have already filed impeachment papers against Joe Biden for treason, for selling out this country, for selling off the office of the vice presidency to do, to do deals with our enemies, the Chinese Communist Party, and beyond the take with Ukraine. Which, by the way, well, we don't have time to get into the Ukraine situation and how that's likely, you know, part of the reason why the Democrat Party and the Biden administration wants us to continue to give them money is is to, to flip the script and make Ukraine, the corrupt country, look like victims here in order to cover up what he did and change the conversation. Because, you know, you know, how can anybody investigate Biden in Ukraine, right? When, oh, you know, poor Ukraine right now. Shame on Hakeem Jeffries. Donald Trump didn't. And and you know what? Mitch McConnell stood on the floor of the Senate and blamed Donald Trump for inciting violence. And he did no such thing. It is not inciting violence to ask people to rally together on January 6th. And it's called you're exercising your constitutional rights. And he specifically told people to march peacefully up to the Capitol. It's a lie that's being pushed out. And the end result here of what's happening with those lies is emboldening a corrupt weaponized federal government to deny American citizens their constitutional rights. And this is all that, which is ultimately what this Alvin Bragg situation is about. And this Georgia situation is about, and we're going to take a break and we come back. Not only do we have the Republicans in DC, not speaking up against the lies. We've got a, who many conservatives thought was a possible president going for us in the future. Ron DeSantis doing nothing to speak out against the lies as well. Stay tuned. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. <laughs> Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Guess what? That was the quickest su- Sweet 16. Is that what that's called? Sweet 16. Apparently, they play, pe- but they play basketball really quick nowadays. Yeah. Guess what? Congratulations to San Diego State. For beating Alabama in tonight's um, Sweet 16. 71 to 64. 71 to 64. I told you I didn't know nothing about basketball. I didn't even know the game had already happened. <laughs> well, congratulations, though, to San Diego State. I'm telling you, on on Fox 5 and KUSI, they were both showing 
saying um, that the San Diego State game was today. They didn't say it already happened. They didn't give me a score. <laughs> anyway, congratulations. Apparently, us not being big basketball fans, we're not too hip with the schedule. Well, that's right. You know, at least I remember to say something about it. that We had a big, a big game for San Diego tonight. At and least, we won. You know, oh, give me that kind of credit, will you please? <laughs> All right, back to the, as in the words of the great Snoop Dogg, back to the lecture at hand. Who remembers that song? I do. <laughs> um, ain't nothing but a G thing for those who don't remember. All right, so what were we talking about before the break? Um, we're talking about the fact that um, as I roll into 2024, right, or right now, there's no bigger issue for me than the weaponization of the government. And the reason why is because ultimately, as Tom DeBacaro pointed out in a Fox News uh, post the, uh, article that f- on Fox News uh, six months or so ago, right now the FBI and the DOJ exist strictly to control the outcome of our elections. And that's what ultimately this is about. It's not about DeSantis and his feelings. I don't care that Trump was was calling him names for the fat past five months. So therefore, his statement in which he tried to trivialize and minimize what's happening and, and what's going on in the DA's office in New York, for him to try to characterize it as some low-level beef between a local DA and just some political rival of his shows a, a complete lack of understanding of the complexities of the of the threats that we face as a nation, which is a, which is abysmal for an Annapolis graduate. Or he's just another establishment, George W. Bush rhino. There, there I said it. Or he really knows what the threat is. And, and now in order to run for president in 2024, 2028, he's got to be he's got to be beholden to the donor class because unlike Trump, he can't find he can't self fund. So, you know, he's he's got to be beholden to them. Either way, it's not good. And I and y'all know you longtime listeners in the Andrea K show know how many times that Skins and I have made him here over the week. How many times he's done good stuff. He's done good stuff. And we have heralded him here. But you also know that I've criticized President Trump for many things. Things, because nobody's perfect. We're all human beings. You know that I've lived my life, particularly in my corporate days, with self-analysis. Come out every sales call. What did I do well? What's my areas of opportunity? If you can't look at yourself and self-criticize and seek to see what you can do better, if you're not constantly living in a state of, there, we, there was a Japanese word for this. I don't remember what it was, but it's continuous improvement. If you're not living in that state, personally and professionally, uh, then and and especially as an elected official, then you know I, then I've got a problem with you because everybody's going to make mistakes, and in the dire state that we're in in this country, I don't want to hear about it. Um, so I don't think I think that it was a self inflicted wound from him. I'm gratefully made it. Where does Kaizen? Kaizen, thank you very much. And here's what uh, Republican Troy Nels had to say about DeSantis leading the GOP in 2024. Clip five. He was irresponsible. Ron DeSantis had an opportunity to show that he was a true leader and that he supported President Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is living in Ron DeSantis' head. That's what he's doing. He's living it, and he expressed it, and he displayed it right out in front of the American people, talking about prostitutes and hush money, this and that. Ron DeSantis, you made a big, big, big mistake the other day, and I think it's, it's not good. You are not ready today. You're not ready yet to be the leader of our party in this country. Yeah. He did a Newsmax interview. Let's see who he was on with. Probably on with the the, the short guy, Spicer. Oh, no, it was Eric Bowling on the balance. 
And, you know, and, you know, he's and one of the things that DeSantis does not do well for me is when he tries to be cute. I don't like I don't like cute. Um, I think I like authenticity. Trump is authentic. He said that um, in talking about uh, Trump, especially since one of the things he says in this in this Eric Bowling interview is that um, in comparison to Trump is that I'm more of an executive guy, an executive guy. You've never read you're an executive of your state. But let me tell you, you haven't spent the last 40 years as an executive of of a global multi-billion dollar business. That's not an executive. He goes on to say, um, I think you want to be able to do things like Trump didn't do things. Trump accomplished more in spite of of a uniparty system against him than any president in modern times. He goes, that's part of the reason I got this job, because we have action. We're able to make things happen. What are you making happen when you're when you've spent the last year working on a book and running around doing a book tour? Should you not be in your state that still has problems all up and down it? Because as I've said many times, in spite of all his success as a governor, there is no such thing as a solidly red state. This book tour he's on where he's trying to be cute is not winning anybody over because he's right. I'm not into biting. I, I, I'm not into barking. I'm into biting. I, I'm into action. And what actions are you doing when you're running around doing stupid interviews? Here's what here's what uh, Gorka had to say about the Piers Morgan interview. Clip seven. Uh, let's just say the governor of Florida has not uh, shot himself in uh, glory in the last four days. Uh, let's remind everybody that President Trump is a resident of the state of Florida that he is governor of. He says nothing for 48 hours about the impending arrest of the 45th and potentially 47th president of the United States. And then in a press conference on Monday on another topic, he's asked and he does this snarky thing twice. He has to talk about hush money for porn stars twice and get giggles from the peanut gallery. It's an NDA, Ron. I signed an NDA with President Trump in 2015, and I ain't no porn star. I was writing security papers for the presidential nominee debate, and an NDA is absolutely normal. So the idea that he says, this is none of our business, I'm going to concentrate on Florida. You're a former Jagron. Yep. Rule of law should matter to you. And the interview with Piers Morgan was a bloody embarrassment. Absolutely. And I'll tell you something else. I'm I'm not really that interested in the nasty jabs going back and forth, right? I mean, quite frankly, and and DeSantis shouldn't have taken the bait. Some donor told him to do that, and he shouldn't have done it. Because if DeSantis, you know, if DeSantis supporters were going to be, you know, try to try to go after Trump for him name calling DeSantis and all of that, the only way that would work for them is if DeSantis kept his hands clean. But he didn't, right? And... Where has DeSantis been in the past two days after the, the Cohen letter came out in which it was, it was sent to Congress? I think it, that's where it went, stating that Donald Trump knew nothing of the payment. It had nothing to do with election laws. And all it had to, and, and that the, and that all it had to do with Michael Cohen deciding for himself to pay off a woman who was making a false accusation to spare Melania Trump from having to hear about this false accusation. Stormy Daniels herself said it never happened. In fact, she sued Trump and lost in a court of law. Where is Ron DeSantis? Why did he not speak up and say, you know what? I shouldn't have said that about paying uh, hush money to a porn star because that's been refuted in the last two days. And you DeSantis supporters are behaving just like DeSantis. That was that was low. And quite frankly, it didn't make him look like a tough guy. In fact, I, I've got a symbol that when I when I see guys acting like this, going back to my college days, I'd show them the little pinky. 
right? And I'd say, you're suffering from some SPS. And you can figure out what that acronym name means when you think about me holding up a little finger. Okay. You know, and all he had to do, Andrew, was come up and say, you know what? What's going on with President Trump right now should not be happening. He's a former president of the United States and move on. And actually, what have really knocked it out of the park is this should never be happening to a former president of the United States, especially over something as, as stupid as this, that the American people that, that has been refuted. But yep. most importantly, this is this is about the American people and this is about a weaponized government seeking to take us all down. In the end, going to take a break. We come back. Going to bring in our buddy Bob Walters for his weekly education report. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. My next guest, well, you know, he's not a guest. He's a he's our education contributor. His ears must have been burning last night because how many times was Bob Walters' name mentioned on last night's show, Skins, when we were talking about the the Parental Bill of Rights thing, uh, the bill that they were going to vote on today? Buku. Yeah, right up Bob's alley. Right up Bob's alley. And um, so without further ado, without further a, a introduction, hello, my dear friend, Bob Walters. Hello, good to be here. Good to be with you. Have you back real quick before you get into your good news. I'm sure you saw today or maybe not, because in addition to trying to save the schools and children around the country, you're also a very successful businessman. The Parents' Bill of Rights was um, passed in the House of Representatives today. So um, that's my bit of good news. And I, I already gave the details of that last night's show. It's basically transparency for the parents, post curriculum on uh, schools' websites and and, um, as well as publish the books that are in the library and parents having a right to speak. And this is all important, as you have proven week after week with all the topics that you bring to us every week. So I'm sure that you agree this is a good thing. Yes, it is a good thing. Yeah, it's a good step in the right direction. Hope it gets past the Senate. Well, we'll have to see about that. Of course, the propaganda, before you get into your topics tonight, um, there was one clip I didn't get a chance to play last night of Hakeem Jeffries screaming and yelling about the Parental Bill of Rights and the lies that were being told about Republicans and what we want to do and, and hide from children in the schools was just astounding to me. And I wanted to play this clip for you tonight because you are the number one education researcher, in my opinion, in this country, Christopher Rufo, number two. Uh, we're going to play this short clip, and then I want to get your reaction. Extreme MAGA Republicans don't want the children of America to learn about the Holocaust. Bob Walters, have you reported once in any report in the past four or five years we've been doing this about any Republican going to a school board or being on a school board or any parent trying to stop children from learning about the Holocaust? Actually not. I've been and I reviewed hundreds and hundreds of <laughs> eating minutes and there's no such commentary done. No. None. I mean, the, no. The, the extent in which they're trying to lie in order to stop the truth, as you've reported, which is the, 
we we want the Holocaust to be taught to children in schools the truth. What we don't want is for them to completely bastardize the history of the United States of America and teach white kids that something's wrong with them and that teach black kids that they don't have any hope in this country because we're systemically racist. But this is what Democrats do. They've got a lie. They can't sell their agenda on the truth. So I just had to share that clip with you because it was so astounding to me. But now let's get into your content for tonight. You got some good news? Yep, quite a bit. Right. Um, Governor Stitt of Oklahoma got a standing ovation from a huge audience where he outlined what he planned to do this year in the legislature. He called for a bill that bans all gender transition surgeries, which wow. is good. Awesome. Joins that, 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 that banner. Then you got Washington Elementary School, a school called Centennial Elementary, backpedals on his program to ban white kids from the new Safe Space Club for fifth graders. Good. The parent outrage, which is good. My goodness, I swear. Well, it's good. I'm glad that's a story. It may sound like a small thing, but it's not because what we need people to understand is that the left has made progress by inches, and this is how we take territory back. It's with inches. So this should motivate people and inspire people to understand that we can we can affect change. I agree. And you get the city of Huntington Beach, not too far from you and me. Mm-hmm. To limit display of non-American flags, such as gay pride, on city property or school districts. But they would allow POW, Orange County, and the city flag to be displayed, along with the U.S. flag. Good. It is good. That's, that's, that's a reflection of the new conservative majority that's now running Huntington Beach. Well, and, and again, a, a reminder of, uh, of the effect of, of our culture. So much is happening at the local level, and that's where we can get so much power back. We tend to think as voters that we just need to pay attention to the congressional races, the governor races. But this is, this is where so many things affect our lives is at the local level. So please, please, please run for office. Don't wait until it's election year. Start thinking about running for office right now in your local area. Last year, we had 140 seats where Democrats were running unopposed. City councils and largely school boards. Yeah, sad. Mm-hmm. All right, a Florida teacher, Mr. Rothstein, put on leave after forcing white students to bow to black students in his classroom. But this isn't the first incident. When Black Lives Matter was burning down buildings and looting, he asked, Why do we care more about this than human lives who are suffering from discrimination and hatred? So, wow. talk about a left mentality. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So, he was suspended? He was, yeah. Good. All right, then you got parents in the United Kingdom were left outraged when a nursing school chain sent out a handbook urging all parents not to call their daughters princess or pretty. What? Yeah, you can't call daughters princess or pretty. Who was this? uh, What? what? I know. Why? What's the explanation behind this? Because maybe they want to be a, a boy. I mean, it's part of this transgender mentality. I, 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 I'm just completely fa- flabbergasted. I, I just don't even... Uh, uh, it's just crazy to me. And uh, I don't understand. I, I, I need a translator. I need somebody who knows woke and the woke mentality to explain this one to me. Um, but at, at, on its face, I don't understand what they're trying to achieve here. But um, is that not a, a violation of somebody's free speech? Yep, it is, in my opinion. And why can't you call your daughter a princess 
Well, then she's pretty. Nobody's going to tell me if I had a daughter. Nobody would be able to tell me what I'm allowed to to say to my daughter, and particularly when it comes to compliments. I would say whatever I wanted to say to my to to my daughter. They are taking action against the nursery school system. So, well, I think. Well, let me say this real quick. I mean, maybe it has to do with some kind of. Because they're always working towards some other end game. I'm going to have to think about what this is or whether or not they're going to be. It's got something to do with saying that something to do with standards of beauty or something. I don't know. I, that one's got You got me baffled with that one, man. You got me verklempt. Carry on. All right. Then you get the Wyoming governor, Gordon, signs the first abortion pill ban in the nation. While it's no, speci- no specific law like this, is elsewhere in the country. Bans are banned in some form in 15 states, and it's been expanding. But he's the first one to do it 100%. Under no circumstance can they be sold anywhere. Good hat tip to him. Okay, that's a nominee for Hero of the Week. Very good, Wyoming governor. And you got a local library, Idaho Library Board, avoided their session because angry mass resistance citizens by skipping their meeting, but the citizens came anyway and held a town hall meeting to speak out on the hundreds of graphic and obscene books in the children's section of the library. This is after city officials denied that there were such books in the premises. So they, so the 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 library board decided to to uh, play hooky from their meeting to avoid the mass resistance people. They knew they would be there. I love it. I love that organization. They invited me to go and speak at one of their um, protests of a drag queen library hour down in Chula Vista, but it was the same time of my show. I just couldn't get down there. So um, uh, we need them. We need them to, to do more things like. Like this in San Diego. Hat tip to them. <laughs> of course, they were lying about what was in their library, right? Mass resistance was going to show up and speak some truth. I love this. It is good. Mm-hmm. Okay, parents outraged after Oregon high school teacher asked students to write sexual fantasy short stories. <gasps> yeah, this story, quote, this story will have no penetration of any kind or oral sex, but everything else is game. The assignment was then removed. Meanwhile, New Jersey sex education standards for discussing anal sex in the eighth grade has been ruled appropriate by the governor. Wow. Good news or bad news at the same time, regrettably. Well, yeah, because um, after some outrage, um, this, you know, sexual fantasy, you know, short story assignment was was removed. Um, but, you know, then to hear that discuss, uh, there's absolutely no, this is complete perversion. We right are here. so far down the road in this country. This is a good news story in the fact that that exposure, and this is why this parental rights bill is so important from Congress and why Hakeem Jeffries and others were so hysterical about it, because the main thing that it does or, or requires, if it were to get signed into, into law, would be transparency. Because when there's transparency of the evil, perverted agenda by the left in our schools to corrupt the minds of children, the pushback against it from parents ends it, right, and stops it. Three. So parents are reacting more and more. Yes. Absolutely. All right, time to take a break, and then we're going to get into some college crazies with our man Bob Walters. Don't you go anywhere. You got to stay tuned for the crazy. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, continuing on with our buddy Bob Walters. It's time for his weekly college crazies. What you got, my man? One more point of good news. Okay. Wyoming has become the 19th state to ban transgender youth athletes from playing on girls' sports teams. Oh, that is good news. Thank you. Yes. yes. Yeah, More geez. movement in the right direction. Bob, what state was that again? I didn't hear you. Wyoming. Oh, that's great stuff. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. College crazies. A judge ruled Monday that Linfield University must pay former professor, professor Daniel Pollock a $1 million settlement for wrongful termination after the Oregon School Board fired him for reporting anti-Semitism and mishandling of sexual abuse allegations. Good for him, man. Yep, he won. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that should go in the good news column. But yeah, the, it, but it's crazy because of that he got fired for reporting anti-Semitism and mishandling sexual abuse. Wow. Then you got Marymount University, a Catholic liberal college, is facing backlash from students after deciding to cut majors in English, history, math, art, economics, philosophy, secondary education, sociology, and theology. Well, what the heck are they teaching if they ain't teaching any of that? (laughs) Women's gender studies? (laughs) They decided this would uh, focus on majors that could be leading to better paying jobs, but they only named two or three of them, like business administration and uh, engineering. But (sighs) Catholic school that forbid classes in theology... I'm just kind of surprised. I well, don't know. yeah, but well, for me, I can tell you the the most the biggest surprise for me is English because yeah. that's a great major. In fact, some of the people that I, I worked in corporate America with were English majors, and their ability to write obviously went a long way for them, as well as to speak and just I mean, law school. There's just so many ways in which English majors going into public relations or. You know, just there's so many uh, there's so many professions in which an English major is really, really important. So that's just some wokeism right there, um, as well as secondary education and um, philosophy is an important one. Yeah, that's that's crazy. It is. All right. Elite college faced day of reckoning. The undergrad enrollment dropped 14 percent in the past 10 years with Men making up 71% of that decline. That is true, and that's a sad case. Mm-hmm. At Yale, it is noticed that increased administrative positions by 150%, while the number of professors were increased by only 10%. At Stanford, as an example, here in California, 16,900 students this year, but they have 15,750 administrators. That's Do- not counting the professors. Doing what? I guess doing woke and and uh, equal treatment and I don't know. They've got one administrator for every practically every student. No, and no wonder. This is why the solution for the rising cost of education is not for taxpayers to pay off somebody else's uh, student loan debt. It's that most of these institutions are run like every other government department, and it's wasteful. And you know the 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 workers are on the dole, and it's paid for by taxpayers. So you know this is wow. And while enrollment's going down, by the way, they're yeah. adding administrators. Crazy. Uh, okay. Stanford tells federal, Federalist Society students to reach out to diversity dean who encouraged disruption of their event on campus with a visiting judge and apologized for their anger at him and not to tweet anyone about the event. It's weird. 
Yeah, this was there was a lot of coverage on this story last week, and I, I didn't spend a lot of time on it because I didn't really think it was. Um, I think there was more made about it to me. It's just very similar to other stories that you've covered here, you know. Um, it is kind of. It, well, it, yeah. I mean, for me, it's just another it's another example of what you've been reporting on for a while that, you know, everybody was outraged because it was a law school. Right. That um, that that here these law students are supposed to be taught the rule of law and to appreciate the Constitution. And they're shouting down a judge and being disruptive and denying him his free speech. But for me, it's like, it, have people been paying attention to your segments? I mean, this is this is just. <laughs> example of what's been going on now for a long time the corruption and of course it's happening in our law schools and this is why i've been saying for a while that i'm I'm tired of supreme court justices being uh, nominated out of these quote ivy league schools because this is an example of why it's harder and harder for us to have anybody on the bench at any level who's really upholding the constitution because this is an example of what's happening in our law schools well, I know it's true. Mm-hmm. All right. You got tensions that boiled over at Connecticut College this week with students locking themselves in campus buildings over several race related issues. This includes the resignation of the dean of diversity when he discovered the school planned a fundraising trip to a social club with alleged history of discrimination. So he was fired. The students went crazy. I don't know. It's just like what in the world. You know, I'm just, you know, I'm just harking, hearkening back to my days. I don't know about you, Bob, at UCLA, but we were too busy uh, studying and having fun at the frat house. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Kids don't know what they're Uh missing by being woke and miserable. Okay, there. (laughs) Good point. All right. George Washington University with a large Jewish student count. Now they feel unwelcomed and even unsafe on campus. Mm -hmm. DEI, that's... that's the diversity, rule. equity, and inclusion. Yeah, is the answer since it required mandatory diversity classes where Jewish students were singled out for repeated and persistent harassment due to their supposed power and privilege and the fact that they were white. So it's a form wow. of white discrimination. Well, when they complained to administrators, they were met with more hostility and even retaliation. Well, yeah, so here, Hakeem Jeffries, I opened the segments with you playing a clip where he's accusing Republicans of not wanting to teach Holocaust, when the reality is, is these lefty institutions like George Washington University are are showing obvious anti-Semitism. Um, do you have something quick for us? We've only got a minute left, and I want you to have time to talk about uh, We the Kids. Yeah, I got one thing that here in California. Lawmakers now propose a bill to give California homeless high school students $1,000 per month to go to college. No admissions required to get $1,000 a month to go to college. No These admissions? You don't even have to go to school and you get a grand? Yeah. A month? <laughs> this, is, this is Senate Bill 333. Wow. All right. We, tell everybody about We the Kids real quick. Yeah, We the Kids is a great organization to help turn kids back away from what they're learning in school, teaches them American history and pride in the country. Great books, great background. And I urge everybody to support them and or get information. They'll send it to you for free to have a little class with your kids and the neighbors. And that's in wethekids.us. All right. Well, thank you for being here, Bob. And I encourage everybody to get Bob's book, Education and Indoctrination, and get it at Amazon. Have a great weekend, my dear. You too. Thank Thank you. you. All right. Now, stay tuned. we got another hour of the Andrea K. Show coming right up. Don't you go anywhere.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.